This is Damon Udicek, and this is the Ideal Money Life Podcast. This is my journey to build a business from zero to $1 million in 12 months. I'm going to experience a lot in the next 12 months. I'm super excited about the journey. I can't wait to share my failures, my successes, and everything in between. All right, let's do this. All righty. Good morning. And we're off to the races again today. I ran across a quote last night as I was finishing up my blog post that has summed up in 22 words what I've been trying to write for the last two months. Actually, it's two and a half months. Wow. It's a little bit hard to believe that I've been blogging that long. Anyway, all right, it's by one of my favorite Americans, Benjamin Franklin. Wait just a second here. In fact, I'm going to read this because I want to get it just right. So give me a second to look it up, and I'll be right back with you. All right, here's the quote that uh, I was referring to by Ben Franklin. Your net worth to the world is usually determined by what remains after your bad habits are subtracted from your good ones. This uh, this was perfect. Um, I can't think of a better way to explain what, what the result of money is and how much money we have. Um, and... Ben Frank, Benjamin Franklin is such a wise man, so I've always loved everything I've read from him. But here was the answer I've been trying to distill down into from my 40-plus years on life about money. And here's what it comes down to is the amount of money we have is really based on two things, you know, what we spend and what we earn. And so our earning habits bring more money into our lives and our spending habits take more money, take more money out of our lives. And in order to even have a net worth, our good money habits need to outweigh our bad money habits. Um, so as I was writing this article last night, um, some of the re- research I did yesterday for um, for some of my sales copy was going on to Amazon and reading some of the reviews of profiters. And, and I have to say that uh, I had to kind of giggle because I've got this guilty pleasure of reading first... I'll read a couple of the good reviews at first. Then I love to go to the most critical reviews. And I like to see what they have to say. And and so I did that. And the, the last one I quoted in this blog post was simply this. A bit too simple. <laughs> All right. Um, now, 
I just I just had to laugh and because that that is the that's the whole purpose of what profits first was meant to do is meant to make things simple. It should not take a four year degree in accounting and a master's in business administration to figure out money. Money is not that complicated. It's not. Either you have it or you don't. If you want it, make more than you spend. So you've got a couple levers there. You can either earn more or you can spend less. Too many people, including myself at times, make it money way too complicated. You know, if a business is viable, it's because it's able to sell a product or service to customers. Those customers are willing to buy that because they see that product or service is more valuable than the money they have in their wallet. All right. And now the business owner, once he's able to figure out how to sell something that people want and are willing to pay for, the business owner's job is to make sure that he can sell that at a price that people are going to continue to want to buy. And so there's there's something that we call arbitrage that occurs on two sides of on, on both sides here. All right. So arbitrage is where someone is able to make money because and traditionally, I think it may be a money term, I don't know. It's it it's a great phrase, but it, here's here's what ends up happening is there's a what the market is willing to pay for something, right? You know, so let's let's say this very simple. We're going to use this as currency trading. So let's say that a person is able to exchange a hundred dollars for ninety euros if he goes to England. All right. Now, if he goes to Spain, he changes, exchanges that same hundred euro dollars for a hundred and ten euros. So he's able to make twenty euros more by going to Spain than going to England. Makes sense. And I I know England is not on the euro; they're on the British pound. But it was the first country that came into my mind. All right, this is an example. All right, so. In any instance, there's an arbitrage if the person goes to Spain because he's able to get 20 more euros, all right? So that's a plain and simple, big fancy term, simple meaning. It means you're able to uh, make some money. So when we're looking at a business, there's an arbitrage with the seller of the goods, the business, and the customer. The business is able to sell his widget to the customer 
and it's a damper for $10. All right. Now, if he's able to buy that widget for $3, there's a $7 arbitrage. We also call that in our world profit. So that's just simply the, the cost to sell that widget is $3. Now that business owner still needs to pay for his um, overhead and a salary. And so in this instance, the business owner has got to spend $5 on overhead and his own personal salary. So now we're in a situation where it really cost $8 to sell that widget. And now we have a $2 profit. All right. And then when we factor in taxes that have to be paid, that takes another dollar out. And so the true profit to that business owner is a dollar. All right. But the real arbitrage or the real profit between the business and the customer is $2. And as long as the business is happy making $2, then that's a great deal because the customer is willing to pay for that. All right. So now that's that's the arbitrage or profit on the business side. On the customer side, there is an arbitrage or profit that the customer makes by buying that good or service. All right. So if he's got to buy that widget, part of what happens is the buyer looks at that $10 widget and says, you know what, that's worth it. I'm, I'm going to get more value out of that widget than this $10. So it would be a no-brainer for me to buy that widget because that widget solves a problem. All right. So I'm going to turn that widget into suntan lotion. All right. Because we're in the summer in North Carolina, and just a couple weeks ago, my daughter didn't put enough suntan lotion on, and she got horribly burned. Um, poor, poor, poor girl. Um, she's feeling better now. We put aloe vera and all that other stuff on it. Now she's healed, all healed up. All right. So the price for not putting on the suntan lotion is to get burned. All right. Now, there's other options. They could wear a lot of clothes, but the downside of wearing a lot of clothes is you can't go into the water, and it makes you warmer. So when when that customer's looking at buying that suntan lotion, he's like, well, you know what? I could make it myself. Well, number one, I don't have the recipe for the, the suntan lotion. And then if I go ahead and get all the ingredients. I'm probably going to spend more to make it myself. Plus I've got the time to make it. Plus I've got the hassle to make it. So all these things go into, it's easier for me to buy it. It's more profitable for me to buy it than it is for me to make it myself or all the other options. All right. So our job as business owners is to sell products and services that are no-brainers to our customers. Now, here is a customer that would not be a good fit for the suntan lotion. A person that never goes out in the sun. You'd be talking to them blue in the face. It's just not... And so that's not a good customer. And so... The, the 
one of the first things that business owner needs to do is he needs to go down and figure out who he wants to sell that pro- that product that suntan lotion to. It's just that simple. And then we want to learn from that customer all the things that make suntan lotion valuable to them. All right. So there's, I mean, we see this all the time. Now, now you can buy suntan lotion that you can spray on and people like that because it's just a mess to kind of rub it in and rub it in. And you got white streaks all over the place. And so what, you know, once the initial itch has been scratched by the customer, then it's, then the question is, is how do we make that product better for that, that product for that, better for that customer so that they're enjoying that experience and they want to come, come, come back to us. And so everything in business boils down to that simplistic thing that we want to think about. How can I sell something to my customer that is so valuable that it's a no-brainer decision for them to buy that from me? And that's where I'm going to leave off for today. I hope that you all have a great day, and I will talk to you later. Good afternoon, this is Damon, and I am excited to have my first guest on the podcast, and as you know, I've been saying I'm going to have a secret, super special guest <laughs> on the, um, the podcast, and this is someone you've never heard from on any podcast before, so what I'm going to do now is I'm going to let my super special guest introduce her herself so go ahead and tell us who you are super special podcast guest i am nora and i am damon's daughter i'm 13 and i'm the oldest of four all right very good nora the the reason why Nora is on the podcast is she's been gone a little she's been gone away for a couple days uh, which I'll let her tell you about Uh, but we're also doing something that I like to do every month now Nora tell tell everyone what it is we just did okay so usually every month my dad likes to go out with my three siblings that are old enough we love to go out every Saturday and go out to eat or go out to eat dessert or have a daddy-daughter date. All right, great. All right, so what did we do just now? What did we do for our little date? We went to Sweet Spoons, which is a frozen yogurt place, if you don't know. And what else do they have at the frozen yogurt place? They have toppings, which I usually fill most of my cup up to. And one time... uh, I had so many toppings, my dad had to pay $12 for it. <laughs> what did you have today on your thing? On um, your dessert, your sweet spoons? I had whipped cream, some strawberry syrup, um, had these little, kind of like gushers. They have like strawberry juice in it, and um, you pop it and it, has, it explodes the strawberry juice. And then I had some strawberries and some coconut. What flavor frozen yogurt did you get? I got strawberry and a little bit of my dad's favorite, which I'll let you tell. I'll let my dad tell you. All right, my favorite is um, I like the original tart. 
Um, it's my favorite flavor. And I also like to put dirt on top of it. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I don't put dirt on it. I think this time I put um, some Heath Bar and Reese's Pieces and some Butterfinger. And I like to put the whipped cream on. And this is, this is the reason why. Because the whipped cream doesn't weigh anything. Um, but it looks like it, it's a lot because it's got all this air in it. And when... Um, so I feel like I get whipped cream for free when I get whipped cream on my on my sweet spoons. And the one thing they do with this cup is they weigh your cup and then you pay based on how much is how much your cup weighs. Kind of like if uh, we go to like the strawberry patch or something, uh, they have to wait to see how many strawberries you got and how much you pay. All right, tell tell everyone what the strawberry patch is. Uh, strawberry patch is where you go and pick strawberries. All right, great. <laughs> All right, so um, I was telling everyone earlier that uh, uh, an earlier session that um, I go on these walks, and uh, you were gone this week. Mm -hmm. At uh, well, I'll let them tell. Why, why were you not? Where were you? Where were you gone this week at? Okay, so this week I went camping because my church likes to go on a little camping trip every summer which was extremely hot but it was very very fun because um, my favorite part is um they brought these speed boats out and there was a huge lake and so what they did is they tied to uh tubes to it and we went tubing speedboat tubing was there anything else you enjoyed about the camping trip um I enjoyed making s'mores, which is everything you have to do on a normal camping trip. And why do you have to make s'mores on a normal camping trip? Because it's tradition. Whose tradition? Everybody's tradition. Uh, you have to make s'mores on a camping trip because s'mores are amazing. But um, what you, what I usually do is I like to make at least one s'more every camping trip and then scram marshmallow and toast it because... That's what I like to do. All right, so there you have it. It's a rule. Whenever you go camping, you have to get s'mores for now. Because <laughs> Nora says it's the rules. All right. Because 13-year-olds obviously rule the world. Well, there you go. I didn't say it. <laughs> I'll let her think that, though. All right, so is there anything else you want to talk about, Nora? Uh... Well... Uh, there's one mess, mess up, um, mess up, because, um, what we did, what, what I did is, um, I wasn't thinking about the trip at all, and I had a trip, but the week before, and so I didn't really have that much time to pack, and so we just went to go run errands the day before, or, like, the day of, and so we forgot to grab batteries for the fan I brought, um, so, yeah, I didn't really have a fan to sleep with that night. But luckily, the week before, we got a cooling towel. Like, just you get wet and put it on your neck or something, and it feels super nice. And I wore it 24-7 because it was, like, 80 degrees or 80 to 90 degrees every single day. All right, so that's all you've got to, to share with us right now? Yeah, um, yeah of what I can think of. 
All right, so that was really, um, that. there we go. That was Nora. She was my special guest. And uh, I just want to share that with you because uh, one of the things that I really like to do is, as a way to connect with my children is just have a special time with them. Uh, I think it was about $12 that we spent at Sweet Spoons. Um, but now we have a little memory that both of us can have. And we talked about... Um, one of the things that annoys me most, Nora, you want to tell them what annoys me? Yes. Daddy's pet peeve is when people don't obey traffic signs and traffic laws. Yeah, that's right. So we've got, we have to have a civilized society. <laughs> All right, come on. We have traffic lanes for a reason. All right, um, so I'm not going to go off too much on that. So now my daughter knows that I don't like it when people don't obey traffic laws. Um, now I'm talking about regular traffic laws, not the traffic laws like speeding. I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> all right, so uh, well, that is it for today. And so now what I'm going to do is I'm going to ask Nora to push the stop button, and then we'll have our little segment done. That does it for today's show. If you enjoyed the podcast, do two things for me, please. One, subscribe to the Ideal Money Life podcast. And two, tell one person about the show. This is a labor of love for me, and I want to get the message to as many people as possible. Thank you for listening. Ideal Money Life podcasts are for general information purposes only and do not create a CPA, tax advisor, investment, or other professional relationship. You should consult your professional advisors before you apply anything you've learned from this podcast. Remember the wise words of Benjamin Franklin. Your net worth to the world is usually determined by what remains after your bad habits are subtracted from your good ones. Have a great day.